And when I see an opportunity to make an improvement that will help not just the, that specific user, but all users or most users, then mm -hmm. there's a new, a new feature that comes up. The hard part was to build it. All we need to do is build it and then the people will come. And I was so wrong, you know, it, <laughs> that's just not how this works. You are a new business with no audience and no market and no reputation. It takes a lot of work to get your voice out there. Hello guys, you are listening to Building Digital Products and uh, today with you, uh, me, <laughs> Andre Sambir, CEO of uh, LinkUp Studio, a uh, product-focused company. And today we have the interview with the amazing guy, amazing entrepreneur, <laughs> friend of mine for the long time, uh, John Cannon. Uh, well, before John will tell a few words about himself, I can tell um, that uh, I'm working with this guy like more than five years already, um, I believe, right, John? Yeah, five or six years. And uh, I can tell you that this story is the perfect example of uh, how you build a digital product uh, on your own and actually put a lot of effort and a lot of work. And I'm more than sure I know that John's story will tell you how much work is behind um, any any digital uh, software basically so okay let, let's not uh, you know to take in too much time hello john uh nice to see you hey, here Andrew. yeah good uh, to see you too yeah tell tell a few words about yourself to our listeners so like who you are <laughs> yeah sure um so john Cameron. i live in missoula montana so in the kind of northern and western part of the country um so you go and, skiing right <laughs> yeah, in the winter. In and the you winter, know how snow sure. looks <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful like mountainous area. Mm. Um, I live here with my my wife and our daughter, um, who I believe is a little bit older than than your little one. Yes, Andre. yes, we, we have who, who, who for those who don't know, but we have small small babies with John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I've kind of done a, a few things in my life, ranging from the sort of technical world to you know, I, I was formally trained as a scientist originally and kind of got into to data in that way. Um, you mean like education, then, right? Yep. Yep. So I went mm -hmm. to I went to school for biology mm -hmm. and then I ended up um, going back to school for nonprofit business. So I spent most of my career in like the, the nonprofit space, nonprofit science education world. Um, and then, yeah, about five or six years ago, we started this side project, uh, Wholesome with with you all and um and I've, I've been focused on that for quite a few months and i continue to kind of work in the nonprofit tech space as well mm -hmm. okay good so the wholesome um like how did you like first of all t tell uh, like let's imagine i don't know nothing and yeah and tell it to me like tell me like uh in, in few words what it was all about yeah, sure. So it's it's an online tool that helps groups with menu planning and food planning. <clears throat> and basically, it, this came about because I was working in the in this sort of outdoor education world. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is like people doing trips, backpacking trips and rafting trips and um, camping trips. And there were a lot of these experienced outdoors people, educators, scientists, raft guides, those sorts of things. That was the space that I was working in. And they, their work was really not about feeding people, but in the end, a lot of their work ended up 
ended up being feeding people. And these weren't expert chefs or expert cooks or mm -hmm. expert planners when it came to food. And so what ended up happening was that a lot of these, these, these trips would go out and the food planning was just a nightmare for all of them. You know, they, you can imagine there's a group of 15 people on a five day trip and all of them have dietary restrictions that they can't eat. And you don't know how much, how many loaves of bread to buy and how many onions to mm. buy and what meals to serve. And, um, this is a problem that's just pervasive in, in the outdoor world in particular. Um, and, um, and yeah, wholesome is kind of a tool that we, we built to try to solve, okay. solve that problem. Okay. So basically yeah. this is super. Um, I would tell it like very classic way. So you found the problem in your like every everyday work and you just saw the opportunity to solve in that, right? How did you come to the, you know, because there are a dozen of things, I mean, starting from guys, take your food with your own, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and, but, but you found this opportunity, uh, you know, to build the product, which actually going to help you uh, going to help those people to, to solve their, you know, that, that planning thing. So, so what, wholesome do i mean you, i understand it's like planning but maybe we can try to explain to our listeners uh, and yeah. on the video we'll, we'll kind of show the few screenshots but how does it work in the sense uh, like uh, well i mean this is this is some kind of the table why why it's better than i don't know excel spreadsheets <laughs> yeah for sure so i it started as a spreadsheet actually um and if you rewind about 10 years mm -hmm. from now i was working with one organization trying to solve this problem using a complicated spreadsheet and um and it and we did we did pretty well with it it worked pretty well for them mm -hmm. um and you know it's it's fairly simple math you know how, how many ingredients per person and how many people and you sort of scale up from there um and th it worked okay and it worked well enough that word got out to two other organizations that there was this complicated spreadsheet that was solving the problem for this one company and they asked if they could have that spreadsheet. And I said, sure, yeah, here here you go. And I helped them get it set up. Um, but there were a lot of limitations about how to, uh, that, that were just hard to, to, to accomplish in Excel. Mm -hmm. And it always broke, right? Like it needed a really power user for spreadsheets in order to use it effectively, to change it without breaking it. Um, and then if it broke, there were so many formulas that it was really hard to, for anybody to fix other than myself. And mm -hmm. so it wasn't really like a scalable solution beyond just one company. So you were like the, like the supporter of that spreadsheet, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. John, sorry, you know, was, we, we, we lost some potato here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we saved over it and now it's broken and mm -hmm. we have to fix mm -hmm. it. Um, and it wasn't very friendly from a user interface. Um, well, we're talking about the Excel, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was, it was like six years ago, I think that we, my, my wife and I, who's a partner in the, in all of this is, um, decided to, yeah, to, to try to make a tool that was more powerful, um, harder to break, mm -hmm. uh, more scalable, you know, easier to learn and a nicer user interface that uh, these companies could just jump on without too much setup, without too much training and, and start using in the same way that the spreadsheet would have worked for them if they had. 
Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit more about this moment. Like, like you, you, like you got the problem. Uh, you understood that the solution that you got doesn't work. In okay, let's 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 build the software. And this is like this is supposed to be the tough decision because obviously, uh, like, how how did you prepare yourself before you contacted us? Um, the first thing I started to do was to try to build it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in a lot of my work is in the Salesforce platform. Mm. which is like a database-driven tool that is really flexible and you can build a lot of great, you know, sort of apps and tools on that platform. But it's not really meant for mass market um, to like, and it, it, it's hard to package it up and and productize in Salesforce. It's more of an internal tool than it is, um, at least in the ways that I've used it in the past. And so I first started trying to build it myself and it just wasn't coming out the way that I had wanted it to be. Um, and I think there were just pieces that I needed more expertise to do this. And Salesforce wasn't the right place to do this. It was just the only place that I knew how to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it took a, the tough decision was to, and this is a decision I still struggle with all the time was to take the control and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. who's better at it than me. I think this is like one of the the hardest lessons I've had to learn growing up is that there are people out there like yourselves who are just better at certain things than you ever will be. And I'm That sounds I'm like learning. a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it as a compliment. And it's true in many parts of life. Like I used to brew my own beer mm. and it took a lot of work and I was not any good at it. And there are so many people that are just really talented at making bread or making desserts or making beer or building apps. And at some point I need to like learn that as much as I like doing it all myself, um, it's, it's sometimes better to rely on people who know more than you do. So I gave up the, yeah, the the end of that story is I kind of realized that I was never going to achieve the quality that I wanted by myself. And so I started yeah, actually, in our list list of our records, we have one record about uh, like so. In case you have some problem, you firstly trying to solve it. Like you know, with uh, you don't need to build the software, you know, out, out in the first step. You firstly want to try to solve it. You know, some kind of the existing tools like you done with the Excel. I like you done with the Salesforce, and only when yeah. you have you know this proving of concept, uh, and you sure it's going to work. And uh, after that, it makes sense to invest into building something. Mm, something custom so yeah i mean you you can you guys can find it uh, on, on the list of the records okay john i know very uh, interesting case with the whole zoom we have here that actually we like uh, as i mentioned we, we together working like already six years and uh, like uh, can you explain to our listeners how it's how it's happening that there is always things to do it's like sounds like very simple, you know. People always yeah. planning things differently. You know, we don't. Uh, it's not like some you know genetic change coming, and you know now we're eating like ten times more than we used to ten years ago. <laughs> no, that's not like this. But still, yeah. there are plenty of work on the whole Zoom. How does it happen? Yeah. Do you mean from a development standpoint? Yes, or from just the development standpoint. Yeah. yeah, and actually, yeah, and, and also in general in the you know in the business strategy more. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things there. Um, one is, I, I think I was really naive when we started this project together in a few different ways because this was new to me. Mm. Um, one was the development process was like, um, yeah, it, it, I like I. 
it's it's there's there's some there's always some perfect tool that's a, l- a little bit out of reach and we are always working towards that but as you get closer and closer to being perfect your goals expand as well mm. so um oops lost my earphones here um yeah so you know the the original goal that we had for wholesome we've way surpassed that right like it's way more powerful way more um, engaging and better designed than we had even hoped for Mm. five years ago um and we keep pushing the boundary trying to make make more improvements make better improvements um so there's that kind of that kind of work that's always just trying to incrementally get better and better and better as a tool um and and that's one way in which there's there's always more work. I think if you are the type of product developer or entrepreneur or whatever it is that you have this certain expectation and you meet that expectation and then you're done, then that's a different story. But the story of Wholesome, at least, is one of like constant change and growth. Mm-hmm. So that creates more and more work. Um, yeah, and then the other the other side of it too is that as our user base expands little by little, you know, it's still pretty small business but as we get mm-hmm. more and more users um they all engage with wholesome and engage with food in different ways and and every every user has a little different need mm-hmm. and eventually you know i i try to keep track of all of those different requests and needs and when i start to hear the same one again and again and again from different people suddenly there's a new need for development and so that's a new feature or a new um you know, little fix or a design change or those sorts of things that. If I will resume, uh, is it right to tell that actually, um, like uh, most of the, um, how to tell right? Like most most of the development that you are doing right now is actually uh, di- dictated uh, by by your users. It's not like you just sitting there like, oh, cool feature, or or no, or you kind of you do you make some like how how do you stop the priorities basically? Yeah, at this stage, it's mostly driven by users making requests or ideas that they have to make their process better. And when I see an opportunity to make an improvement that will help not just th- that specific user, but all users or most users, then mm-hmm. there's a new a new feature that comes up. Um, when we started this, I, it was more driven by me I, because I didn't have the time or resources, mm-hmm. financial resources to do a broad market study and to do the user testing and to gather ideas and features. I think that the right process is probably to do all of that homework and then go to start building. Mm. Um, I tell you, there is no right process to be. (laughs) There are some, there are some people who believe they are, but you know, (laughs) you know, I, maybe it was my own impatience, but I'm mostly, you know, I was working a full-time job Mm. and we didn't have a lot of, of financial resources. So I, packaged up what I thought was the best solution mm. and then brought it to you to help me. So you so you basically focus on the, you know, like you wanted to build, you know, lots of things, lots of features, but you, as far as I understand, you like, you focus on the most important one and with this one you came to, to us, right? Yep, exactly. And some of those ones that I came to you with, we scrapped, like nobody wanted them. Mm-hmm. I, um, I thought they were great and nobody wanted them. 
Um, and then there were other ideas that came from users that were really, really great that continue to support the tool. I see, I see. I know the interesting situation that we got in the wholesome, like wholesome is basically like the, the most, how to tell it, uh, powerful tool is the website, but uh, in, in, except of that, uh, there is also the mobile app for Android and iOS, which is like uh, kind of smaller and easier. Can you explain yeah. how you came to this decision that you need to have this app, but you know, lighter version and so on? Yeah, um, you know, the app is just, it's used only by a small number of users and only for a really specific need. Um, and that basically, as you can imagine that you spent all this time planning for your group. You've got 15 people and here are the meals you're serving and here are the dietary restrictions. And mm. um, here's, you know, how many people are eating each different meal and here are the substitutes that we're doing for dietary restrictions. And there's all of this planning that goes into it. And the output is a shopping list. Like it's what you go to the store with to go actually buy mm. The, mm. the 12 onions and the three loaves of bread and whatever it is, that's the final output. And, um, you know, you can print that off on a printer or you can email it to yourself or there's different ways to engage with it. Um, but a lot of users were asking if there was an app just for shopping. So not for all that planning, which is most of the mm. most of the work of Wholesome. It's just for that last step to go shopping. So, and so, so you're just going with the list and, you know, tick, 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 right? bye, 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 right? Yep. And then multiple people can be using it at the same time and, you know, checking mm. off I see, shopping, I see. spreading out at the store and, and, and buying it. Yeah. So it's just for that, like one one specific use case. Mm, okay. Okay. So uh, as far as I know, like right now, like wholesome is not your only job. So you have like, you know, day, day, daily job basis. So can you tell me how does it, how does it work in your life? How do you, um, you know, <clears throat> find in time, uh, you know, put priorities, all of that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So I actually, I left my full-time job of 11 years in December. Mm. Um, and d while I was working that job, I would try to do wholesome on the side. And so that meant mm. evenings, weekends, days off, you know, an occasional email or whatever during my working day. It so you've got lo lo lots of sick leaves, right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, it was, uh, you know, I just tried to juggle both of them at the mm. same time. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was possible, but it, it meant I couldn't focus on it mm. um, as, as much as I would have liked, um, which is part of why I think, it, you know, it's still this small and growing mm. um, business because it hasn't had my full energy until until more recently. And then I'm actually starting a new a new role at a different company in a few weeks. And um, so I'll have to shift from this being my primary focus to a, a side focus and my wife will take on mm -hmm. more of the work I uh, see. moving forward. Okay, so more communication with your wife. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's funny, like I'm not sure that we're making the right entrepreneurial decision. I think a lot of organizations in our place right now would be seeking outside investment mm. so that we could hire staff to really grow. I know that there's growth to be had. Mm. It's it's still growing on its own. And there's a lot of users, potential users out there that we just need to reach. Mm. And I think somebody who's maybe more entrepreneurially minded would seek outside investment or loans and build this business. And we kind of like the with the beer and bread analogy, we really mm. just want to do this ourselves and we don't want, mm. we don't want at this stage to, um, we, we want to grow it by ourselves. And, and even if that means it's this side thing that we mm. can't spend much time on mm -hmm. and it's, it grows more slowly because of that.
Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, well, uh, interesting, like, uh, I had an interesting question, which actually got off my mind, so I need to check. Um, yeah, no so, okay. So, um, how does it... Uh, oh, uh, I, ma- I mentioned that. So, uh, how... Um, Like as far as I know, you are going to different con- conference with the with with the product. Like you're showing to the people. Like so, how did you how did you engage your first users? I mean, how did because right now while they're you know like people telling to each other, that's kind of well easier seems seems to be right. And in case yeah. no, just you know uh, fix me if I'm wrong, right? But yeah. like the first one, I mean, I know that you used to go to some conferences. Like how how it was? Yeah, sure. I think that was, you know, I mentioned that I was naive at the beginning when we started this. One was the one in one way was the development that we talked about mm-hmm. and the develop development needs that it's not just that one discrete project, it's this ongoing work for years and years. The other way was that I um th- there's a movie in in the US called Field of Dreams. I don't know if that If you've ever heard of this with Kevin Costner, unfortunately, there's a, but okay, there's a there's a line in that movie that that a lot of people will know. That's if you build it, they will come, uh-huh. and it's it's a story of a, of a baseball field. And the, the, they keep saying, "If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come." And I had the same mentality mm. with Wholesome that the hard part was to build it. All we need to do is build it, and then the people will come. And I was so wrong, you know. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's just not how this works you have to go out and knock on doors and call people and email people and show up at conferences and um and even then sometimes people need more hand-holding maybe with some businesses all you have to do is build it and then the value is so obvious that everybody mm. uh, comes to it but for us that wasn't true we had to really work to try to find users and I to see. convince them that it was worth how, how much user platform time. having right now It varies between like 100 and 200 companies. It's a seasonal tool mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So 100 to 200 companies using it. Um, and it's like a monthly or annual subscription. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of depends on the month. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And it, so we started, we started by just um, cold contacting companies that we knew would benefit from this tool. And that got us a few trial users. We also launched it with a, like, an invitation to give us feedback. Um, well, I should rewind first. The first users, I, we gave it away for free. Mm-hmm. We gave it to the, the few organizations that were close to us in exchange, and we gave them lifetime free access. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have this access, right? And yep, and they still use it. And mm-hmm. and they were they were instrumental in giving feedback early on. So mm-hmm. so it's like they, early birds, right? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, what we got was their their unfiltered feedback on what was working and what wasn't working and what features they wanted to see. Was there a, like, you know, lots of frustration sometimes when people tell them like, okay, this is something wrong, like change it, please. Or this is like, yeah, it was like, yeah. how, how oh, did man. it feel? The first, the first meeting I had with this was, did not go well. Like, um, I sat down, so it was originally built and designed with me as the user, right? Like this mm-hmm. is how I would engage this tool and this is how my brain works. Um, and then we built that. And then I went and gave it to these other users to try to use it. And they just think about the problems so differently. And they, the user interfaces, you know, they would engage in it in a different way than I would engage with it. Mm. And so when I sat down for them, you know, and I just kind of watched them use it, it was 
like my heart just sank because I, they couldn't figure it out and they didn't know where to go for different pieces. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is never going to work if they can't figure out these basic steps. Mm. Then, um, then nobody will be able to figure it out. But they did, right? Um, we we rebuilt it. You know, we we went back and we made changes based on where they got stuck. We we mm. give a little help tip and if and we redesigned the the main page so that they could navigate a little bit more easily and we fixed some user interface issues and um and it got better and better and better and better and it's been this constant process of like um, how much how like well i mean obviously i'm sure you don't know exact number but still like just you know from top of your mind uh how much uh iteration there 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 was before you understood like uh, you know like okay now we're done or it's still uh, happening it's still not done no 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 it's good it's really good as it is right now um and i think i think it was probably so we started in i think 2016 mm -hmm. and i think it was in, in like 2018 that it started to be a really good standalone tool so it, it took you know my the initial phase of development that we started with with you and your team was probably three or four months mm -hmm. but it, it took probably two years before i was happy with the, the tool on its own and i was proud of it and was like okay confident that this will work for you um and that says nothing about the development process like the development process was great it was more about like there is this necessary step of getting users to break it and test it and and interface with it and give feedback and then fixing that you know and that was a new process for me and again i naively thought that after three or four months of development we would be we would have this perfect tool and then the next step was for me to go sell it but it was really mm. multiple years of improvements okay so i believe that the last uh, last long question like what kind of the advisor advisor uh, you would give to the people who are right now uh, uh, somewhere in the point where you were in 2016? Yeah. Um, let's see. Like, I think I think those two those two big takeaways for me. Number one is don't think of this as one discrete development project that will finish. This is a project that you will be working on for many, many years. And the like rate of development might slow down. Like for us now, we have we work with you all a few hours per month, I mm -hmm. think, compared to years ago when it was a lot compared more to active. That. Yeah. So like yeah. Uh, ju ju just to just to make uh, our listeners explain, like uh, we build the MVP, like let's call it an MVP version, the first version, like with the actively developed for the few yeah. few months. And then every product requests, you know, support. And but <laughs> that doesn't mean there are, you know, big team of developers who do it in like full time. It, it's not like that yeah. in real life. You, you need to do something, launch and then just adjust things. So, yeah. yeah, and we might do a, a new feature that is a more active development yeah. for a, a piece. So it's like the sinusoida, you know, more actively, yeah. less actively, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I didn't understand that when I was starting. So that's one piece of advice is like mm -hmm. that first phase of development. Know this, just know this. Crucial, but you are in this for years to come. Mm -hmm. And it's um, that's like a really exciting thing. I really enjoy that work still. Mm -hmm. um, but it also is an investment that you have to anticipate. 
you know, that it's, I would say, I mean, I have limited experience with this, but we've had such a good working relationship with, with you all and your team um, that I think finding a development team that you plan to be with for years is a really good strategy rather than just a development team that's going to work with you for a few okay, months. Okay, that, that, that's done. actually sprint, not marathon. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so vice versa, that's actually marathon, yeah. not the sprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and second. So that's, that's one piece. And then the second piece is that, that marketing and sales piece, right? I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't anticipate how much work. I mean, I had worked in the marketing world before, so I should have known this, um, but it was always for established businesses who have a reputation and who have an audience. And, um, and when you are a new business with no audience and no market and no reputation, it takes a lot of work to, um, to get your voice out there. Mm. And, um, and that's a slow process too. You know? And like you need, you need to be ready for this, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, both. Good. Uh, John, I have, you know, a list of very, very brief questions to you. Yeah. Uh, sure. So be ready to answer fast without <laughs> thinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Beer or whiskey? Whiskey. Whiskey. In house or outsource? Uh, this is the dilemma, right? <laughs> um, I want to do it in house, but you should probably outsource. Okay. Uh, work from office or from home? From home. A megapolis or small town? A small town. Um, Gmail or Messenger? Gmail. Um, okay, work till uh, in the early morning or work late night? Late night. Okay, Li uh, read or listen? Uh, listen. Okay, good. Now we know a little bit more about you. That's nice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, uh, good guys. I believe that's everything that we supposed to ask John. Uh, John, really thank you for your time and for really interesting story. Uh, I really appreciate guys that you have listened to this and well subscribe. Uh, put the likes button. I don't know. Do, do, do we have in the? I don't like on YouTube. You have this on the audio. I don't know, but still, <laughs> I, I hope there are. So put like buttons. Thank you very much. Until the next time. Bye. You just listen. Building digital products. Bye.